exactly, it's a never-ending loop. Yeah. The memory and archives need to be maintained, kept, attended, and um, made public. So it is about like who has access, who is uh, present, who is um, allowed. Hello. This is a podcast of Galeen, a Brussels-based contemporary art magazine. I am Bas Blasse, online editor at Glean, and in this episode, Els Ruland, senior editor at Glean, and I speak with Heide Hinrichs on the eve of the Brussels Gallery Weekend and the opening of her new show at Galleria Jacqueline Martins. The exhibition, titled Last Season, I Had All These Small Earthquakes, is located in the former boiler room of the gallery's building. Haida has installed two low papier-mâché cabinets that contain Leporello books filled with drawings. Additionally, four newspapers are hung on the wall. Upstairs, in the main room of the gallery, there are two more interventions. These pieces contain rope, leaves, and feathers. Here's Els Roland introducing Haida. Yes, great. Uh, let's start. Yeah. So, um, Borrowed Tales in Seattle Art Museum in 2010 and Echoes at Heidelberg Kunstverein in 2012 were her first important shows. She received the Villa Romano Fellowship in 2013 and in 2014 she was resident at Seoul International Residency Program where she developed her project Silent Sisters, Stille Schwestern, an unauthorized translation in text and artwork based on Teresa Hakyung Cha's book Dicté in 2018. She participated in the first Katmandu Triennial in 2017, where she developed the project The Birds of Nepal. In 2020, she worked at the project Second Shelf for the Library of the Royal Academy of Fine Arts in Antwerp. Known for her amazing publications like Morning Change by Posture Editions in 2019 and Shelf Documents, an art library as practice in 2020, together with Joey Tang and Elizabeth Haynes, Hede Hinrichs works with the ephemeral, translation, archives and publications, female artists' legacies, nature and memory. Hello, Heide. <laughs> Hello, Els. We're here together with Bas uh, from Green Magazine, and it's a pleasure to be in the boiler room. You're here, I think, on the invitation of Philip van Kauteren, director of the Museum of the Smack. Yes, that's right. Yeah, the gallery um, uses the boiler room as a project room and invites um, yeah, different um, curators or other galleries um, to broaden their perspective. And in that context, uh, Philip was invited and he invited me. It's not the first time that you work together with Philip van Kauten? No, not at all. Like, um <coughs> I... I um, we know each other for a rather long time, and I think the first project was in was in 2003 in um, Hamburg, also in a project mm -hmm. space there. And then later in 2006, we did um, a solo show at the Kunstverein in Aalen mm -hmm. in Germany, and there was also a small publication uh, connected also to it. Yes, yes, like um, I'm I'm still in the woods. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we will get back to your publications because I really love them. They're so fascinating, so ephemeral and so uh, delicate. And uh, But maybe we can describe first a little bit what we see here in the boiler room. It's an installation with 
two like library shelves. Can you maybe describe what we can see here? Yes, um, <coughs> um, there are two shelves. They're standing in the middle of the room and they're made of paper mache. So they are, um, they look maybe in their appearance like they're gray, like they're made out of newsprint. So it's cooked mm. uh, newspaper and formed into a mesh and then made, uh, they, they, they are the material I used. So they look like stone or also like concrete, but they're really, really light. Like and um, so that's a sculpture, and on this sculpture, um <coughs> but maybe it's also good to mention that the shelves are bending. It's almost as if it's collapsing. Yeah, they are fragile. They are a little leaning to the right or a little to the left, and um, they have here and there, uh, like yeah, a bend or a bulb, and um, they have two. There are two uh, shelves on on each of the shelves, and they are on the like. You can nicely look at the upper one, and um, it's about hip height, maybe a little bit higher. Yeah, with yeah. your tall. <laughs> 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 yes, and um, but also like here in the boiler room, like there is a it, that is a space that has quite a own character, and there are built-in shelves on the walls. So I decided to make something that stands independently in the space, and it's just like not um, not responding or not not interacting really with the with the features of the space and so that's how like the setup basically mm -hmm. um, how mm -hmm. I arrived there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so on the shelves are presented uh, one two three uh, Le Poirot um, and they are um, they consist of several drawings um, I think they are drawings kind of translation in drawing of existing drawings, right? Yeah, so there um, there in total four liberalists. One is not uh, shown, so three are ex uh, exhibited and also unfolded. And um, they have in total, they have um, there on both sides their drawings. So um, and the the drawings on them are made with carbon paper. So it's like these the old paper you used for copying when you were using the typewriters to make uh, several copies of, of letters and um, here I um, yeah I'm copying myself here so I made yes they were presented maybe I think to mm. remember them from wheels yeah yeah so all the original drawings they were at the exhibition was going to in um, when was it in t 2020 and um, the drawings there were in A4 size on different notebook papers, some in color, some with a grid, some with the lines on it, some with gray lines, some with blue lines, and then I used pencil, but also charcoal or ink or... Yeah, they were so delicate. I remember them. They were hanging like a bit like the newspapers here and flying yeah. with the wind. There was like this movement in them. Yeah. It was really amazingly beautiful. Yeah. Yes. They were yeah. like on, on three walls and then always only on the top fixed so like if you walked along them they would kind of yeah move in the space a bit and um, the drawings are all um, copies of existing drawings or works on paper by other female artists so it's a, a selection of reproductions from catalogues and um, it has been a growing um, a number of drawings I started the first to make them in 2006 when I yeah 
And but at that moment, I was not. Um, I had not this idea of that it would ever become this big uh, collection. It was just I didn't know what to do and somehow to anchor myself. And with the project in the library of the Academy in Antwerp, I became more conceptualized in the larger series. And now here in the exhibition, it is like that I yeah I shrink these copies, th the drawings that were more or less on A4 paper, on an A five size and use these photocopies uh, to kind of um, redraw these um, copies in in the in on these liparellos mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they become much more unified it's like the it's a homogeneous um, black gray and um, yes this just mm -hmm. this white is, is there an extra uh, additional dimension or um, sort of an added significance for you to do another series of copies basically and uh, uh, the drawing itself yeah it, it it was a really nice process in the sense that you remember yourself doing the first part and it's like going through this processes in your mind again and like there are stories coming up and I, yeah this is i thought okay this could be really also a very nice um, next approach like to maybe work on on this narration in, in a text uh, mm -hmm. form as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's like so creating a memory or maintaining a memory like in for my for myself. That's yeah. beautiful, yeah. yeah. And that's also that's 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 very present in your work somehow, like these traces and retracing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can I just briefly go back to the the, the uh, female artists you're quoting yeah. here? So it's like um, um, really icons like Eva Hesse, Lee Lozano, Ligia Pape, um, Andrea Böttner. H how are you, I want to say related, but it's not related, how are you connected to them or how do you feel connected to them? So, so <coughs> just to, to mm. um, for me to also really understand yeah. the original, original copy series basically mm. of all the drawings, it was one drawing per no artist no no there was or there was always like a number for for each for each and artist, how many yeah. how many artists were sort of copied do you remember oh i um let's say around 20. yeah yeah maybe yes and then now in the most recent one there are some n new additions so it could be also like it so it is like in the very beginning, like I, s I said, when I started it out, I had not this this concept. So it was I arrived um, in in Seattle. So I was in a in a moment where I had no um, no context and didn't know where to continue and anchor myself. So I fell back on on a way to occupy myself, which was like doing these copies and um, that. So it it was um, a, f a moment of creating a familiar familiarity. So these first ones were Eva Hesse, Method Oppenheim, and Louis Bourgeois. Maybe interesting also that there is at least for Louis Bourgeois and Eva Hesse also this connection between Europe and, and the United States. And um, yeah, and then later I think there was also something about like, or you could follow also like Ilma Afklin. Like this, this was in 2013. So it's also a moment when really her work came out or was kind of uh, brought into the public so you can see these uh, uh, attention waves maybe also in the selection but uh, definitely these are artists I feel a affinity with mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. have an influence on me or yeah 
it's not um, um, I, I um, I connect this immediately to the library uh, book that you mm -hmm. have made and the library project uh, uh, in Antwerp, um, where I notice, I think, uh, that's important for you, the um, um, archives and uh, the presence of female artists, writers, thinkers in archives and how to bring them more forward, how to uh, bring them um, to, the to a larger public. Is that one of, I, 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 I feel it's one of your goals, but Maybe you can. H how is the, the library called again? Library project. Shelf Second, no? no, the library project in itself uh, had the title Second Shelf, and out of the project, um, the publication Shelf Documents: Art Library as Practice, uh, yeah, resulted. And um, the beginning point of the library project was like that. I just noticed like a. Huge gaps in the school library or in the library of the Royal Academy in Antwerp, and I made um, the proposal to or a research proposal to uh, fill these gaps, but also like to think um, about the space of the library, how it is used, and how like collections are formed. And this I did together with Elizabeth Haynes, Joey Tang, Susanne Weiss, and um, Marissa Sanchez. And Ersi Vaveri, so we formed, it was a uh, collaborative uh, project and the um, acquisitions we did, they are documented in the website um, that's also formed uh, around Second Shelf and there were different um, yeah, si uh, talks and activities mm. um, situated in the library space. But yes, so there is definitely the um, intention or the impulse to in like to widen the curriculum of the of the um, teaching within the school and the way of I that I can have influence is rather indirect so I can at least ensure that in the library as a resource for the students that there is a, um, a, a wider um, visibility also yeah and do you feel like there is a, a receptivity to your project I think that the way of how the library is um I mean from the from uh, the point uh, of view of the, uh, the university. Yeah, I think from the from the there is much more care um put towards the the library now and I think that um <coughs> of I also noticed the end of the project is it's now 2 years ago that the publication was made like attention as soon as you don't the attention there anymore of course it's also the students that participated they are gone so basically um, I, I can start again mm -hmm. <laughs> like like that but it's like a it's a work that would need um, yeah continuity in in the um, presence but oh. maybe in a similar way or how you're exactly continuing this series of drawings that we're yeah. seeing here in the foyer yeah. yes mm -hmm. like exactly it's a never-ending work yeah, the memory and archives need to be maintained, kept, attended, and um, made public. Mm -hmm. So it is about like who has access, who is uh, present, who is mm -hmm. um, allowed in. How does that relate to the title of this exhibition? Last season, uh -huh. uh, and there's earthquakes. Remind <laughs> me, how is the title again? <laughs> yes, last season, I had I had all these small earthquakes. Um, the 
so last season is literally like the last season. Um, and it is, of course, also has the aspect of last season of something which is fashionable, but also in the way of how like discourse or how media are um, paying attention to certain subjects and this attention comes in waves, um, maybe. And um, yeah, why I, I don't know how literally you want to uh <laughs> um, <laughs> um, interpret the, the second part of, of the title, like, but I think it, it has a spectrum of, of readings. Because I don't know if we mentioned this, but we're also looking at four newspapers that are uh, on the wall. Maybe can you can tell us something. Yeah, so there, um <coughs> there are four uh, pages from the Süddeutsche Zeitung, uh, German uh, national newspaper, and they are chosen from the Feuilleton. They are pub. They are all from uh, from November and December last year, and um, coming out of the Feuilleton. The title of the book is last season Feuilleton. And the um, on each page, like I I, I choose them for like one one article um, on each page, I think. But then it's also a little bit the composition of the the pages themselves, the images that are appearing there. So it's a uh, like because uh, we see uh, Chantal Ackermann and Annie Arnaud, uh, and a, a work by Rosemarie Trockel mm -hmm. and a picture of Ingeborg Bachmann with Max Frisch together and the. Articles are on the occasion of the publishing of the translation of uh, Chantal Ackermann's last book and um, My Mother Loves, and then um, the uh, Nobel Prize for Annie Arnaud and the retrospective of Rosemary Trockel in the um, in the Museum NMK in in Frankfurt, mm -hmm. and so it is like delayed attention to to these. Um, um delayed attention to these different oeuvres, so mm. to say, and mm. like... So because those all are more or less artists that were not so... that were recognized later on in their life for their artistic uh, expertise? You could at least... Um, well, I Rosemary Trockel had a career all mm -hmm. over, like, her, her, her mm -hmm. life, but I think, mm -hmm. like, the attention that is paid to the feminist uh, mm -hmm. aspects of the oeuvre is now something mm -hmm. that has a, uh, yeah. a space. So yeah. so there's a space made for, 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 for them. And these spaces were not to that extent available at mm -hmm. earlier moments. And then on the uh, on the Chantal Acker, the page where Chantal Ackermann is, um, there is also like this, um, the the article über Wasser bleiben, it means like stay above water. So there's just a nice mm -hmm. um, um, something happening between the, the, the titles yeah, and the, the, yeah. But you also made drawings on them, right? Yeah, there's some um, some paper, uh, some some um, some pencil drawings on top of the uh, on top of the paper, it the print. It's funny how you almost don't n notice it at first when yeah. you look at the papers or the newspapers, and then. It's actually quite apparent. It's like they're super present. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah they're like waves that yeah. I go go through the from the from the bottom to the top of the of the page, and the waves that are is they're, they're very light. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. like a it's a um, HB uh, HB pencil, preferable use, <laughs> and but it works very well on on the the newspaper is of course also 
lighter, so you can't um, work with a lot of force on it. And um, there's a, it's maybe important to say there, like it's like a schafur, like the it's like not one line. There are many lines, so to say, mm -hmm. next next to each other, and they form the the wave shape. Mm -hmm. And um, have you have you made multiple or more than four? Um, no, 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 no. They well, there are some some tests before or something <laughs> like that, but mm -hmm. like it's not. Um, it's not a selection. Of no, no. It's like the four belong to each other, and that's a work, and it's kind of I don't know if something else would ever uh, happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the what is interesting, or for me important, also like these drawings on the newsprint. They are hanging behind the shelves, and it's again it's the same material, mm. like the paper mache, the newsprint, mm. and the newsprint is also on the wall. Mm -hmm. I saw the. Um, papier mache coming back also in the ropes that you made mm -hmm. uh, they're upstairs and also I think there's one there yeah. and also there's a this touch of uh, ephemeral material that's actually linked to the place where you are showing the work maybe yeah. it's good to describe a little bit what's what we can see upstairs what you what you did yeah there are two two works or two interventions like there's a group show upstairs with artists of the gallery and then like there are two works one is a rope like a rope that has already is old so to say it has a life it has traces of, of a life in itself and but it's a, a rope of natural fi fiber mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like in their two small um, papier mache mm -hmm. um, balls attached mm -hmm. to it or around made around it and then um, leaves of a ginkgo tree mm -hmm. and these leaves are collected last season at the end in October November um, in the behind the gallery in the Eckmann Park from from a ginkgo tree that's uh, standing there mm -hmm. and, and um, a ginkgo tree is a Japanese tree you said very yeah. old it's yeah, like the oldest trees uh, in the world, right? Yeah, that evolutionary it is. Yeah. It's uh, very um, ancient, so to say. And the the leaves, they are um, they're just incredibly beautifully yellow in in fall. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I picked them up and dried them, and now attached them without their um, stem, just the leaf itself towards the mm -hmm. the rope. So they look a little bit like a. They could almost be a butterfly or like um, yeah something very um, momentary mm -hmm. posi being positioned there, mm -hmm. and like yeah of course they are aging also so mm -hmm. they are not as yellow anymore as they were in last um, fall but they are still yellow and but the m longer they are out the longer they are exposed to light and um, more air they. Um, get more brittle and um, lose more of the air. And, and you put them on top of a pile of rope? Or yeah, like so I attach them the just kind of by opening. The rope is kind of uh, twisted. And so if you open the twist it's a little kind of bit, a thick you rope. yeah. And then if you open the twist a bit, like you, there's a gap. And in the gap, the mm -hmm. the, the um, leaf is positioned, mm -hmm. so to say. It's mm -hmm. So in that sense, there's no glue mm -hmm. or anything. It just in the structure itself. Um, that's where it is placed. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. maybe similar to that is there's the other intervention up 
Okay, I, I wanted to ask something else about the rope. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to catch the yes. uh, In the shelf document, I, I really uh, read this. So the shelf document again is the the book that the came book out on the library. The yeah, project. yeah. Sorry. So in the shelf documents, I read these very nice lines about the rope. Uh, uh, remember who wrote? Joey Tang. Yeah, Joey mm. Yeah, this rope is a uh, a through line, a core without a core. It holds itself, and it is itself. And then I think about the rope upstairs. It has some cores made out of the papier mache, right? Mm -hmm. So this description, yeah, I just wanted to quote about um, uh, 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 out of the book. I think it's really beautiful the way you describe or uh, Joey is describing uh, what actually what a rope also is like. Yeah. It holds itself, and it is itself. I mm. think that's really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, and we used it like so with Joey. I did also an exhibition at the Bieler Gallery in uh, Columbus, Ohio, and um, there the exhibition space of the um, Columbus College of Art and Design is exactly positioned above uh, a library. So we d uh, drilled a hole through the, or there was a hole uh, in the floor. So we extended a rope from that. Uh, connected basically the exhibition space with the library space in the end that we came uh, just the, the rope um, came out in front of the sculpture section in the in the library so it was also really again making this connection between like the um, the past legacies mm -hmm. and that how Beautiful. that connect yeah. connects to the yeah. to the current uh, practice and then for me there's a yeah there's just like mm -hmm. also the connection between mm -hmm. the line and the, the of the drawing itself yeah. and the Beautiful, line yeah, as a that's so amazing that's so coherent that's really like uh, yeah for me that's like the the spirit of your work these kind of uh, connections that you make between material and thoughts yeah, it's really beautiful mm. yeah thank you <laughs> yeah it's uh, I just wanted to add that it's for me it's really um, Maybe not use the word beautiful because mm -hmm. you just mentioned, but it is. <laughs> there is a really beautiful quality to how there is an undeniable political aspect to mm -hmm. some of your work. But then at the same time, there is this material component that's present in some of your interventions and installations. You use ropes, leaves, feathers, um, and even the drawings. They're very material. And this installation here in the boiler room using papier mache is also very tactile. And in all of the different kind of maybe types of work, there is always this this idea of traces and having to retrace and revisit something to make it last. But mm -hmm. at the same time, there is the sense that some things won't last. That's in, in the title, that's in the feathers. Mm -hmm. That's in the contrast between the feathers and the rope, perhaps also. Like the rope is very, it's it's a it's a sort of a strong presence mm -hmm. that's like maybe speaks more in 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 a in a in a in a voice that's I don't know stretched out over a longer period of time than this tiny fragile little leaf that's already yellow. Right. Yeah, that's beautifully said. Yeah. But as you yeah. mentioned, also about the library project mm -hmm. you you have to re hmm, I don't know to use 
use the same word again, revisit something to... And also redo it again. Like there is also a bodily aspect in it. Like it's something that is staying in the body or the movement with the hand, with the looking. So it is also connected to that. It's not only a mental activity, it's also a, um, a, yeah, a physical activity. And another aspect is also of all these materials, they are available, so to say. So they are, they are it's, it's like a maybe difficult uh, term, but this found material, so it is all presenting itself. And there's in that sense also like a, um, as a material, a cultural material and a natural material. So both are like more or less maybe treated in the same way. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how I see it too. It's it's mm. um, but that's interesting because um, I could I could ask or I could imagine someone asking you, is there something you want to convey? But I think I know the answer. But um, there seems to be a way to approach making works very intuitively, mm -hmm. even though everything ties together very very thoroughly in a way, mm -hmm. um, which is great. <laughs> I really like that. Yeah. yeah, there's just something I didn't I didn't see before, like <laughs> like the um, the wave that is basically drawn like on the newspaper really just picks up the twist of the rope as well. Yeah. Maybe you can also say something about the feather installation upstairs, and uh, I think yeah. you wanted to ask something else about the ropes because the ropes also. If I remember correctly, were present in the previous show that we talked about um, at Kiosk two years ago, three years ago. Mm -hmm. Yes, this was at um, I think at the uh, beginning of Corona period. There was indeed a beautiful installation that you made at Kiosk on the invitation of Wim Walpert. Uh, and um, tell us about this because the rope went outside the exhibition, right? Yeah. So there was a, uh, a and, and for people who don't know, Kiosk Kiosk is a gallery space attached to the building and affiliated with the, uni uh, the, the, the art academy in Ghent. Right, yeah. And um, yeah, so that exhibition, Ringing uh, Critical Forests, uh, was um, in, the in, in the main um, space there, there a, was a, a crochet piece, like out of rope. So it was like a very rope crochet so this is something very contradictory uh, with from the material use and this uh, crochet piece had a extended end and this was leading towards the um, the window and from the window across the street in yeah it went outside so the window was open yeah and then it it crossed the street and ended in a huge uh, chestnut tree on the other side yeah, and so there I really wanted to make also a connection in time that these uh, chestnut trees are there already for a much longer time than the school is there. And they have been basically watching what is happening in the space um, and witnessing that um, for an extended period of time. And now like here, the leaves um, of the ginkgo tree are coming basically inside of the of the exhibition space here, and then you mentioned at the beginning the the feathers and there and yeah upstairs there's a there's an intervention that's not the first time you've done mm. that intervention or that type of intervention um. yeah so there's they're collected um, 
feathers from the street pigeon feathers and they're just attached to the to the wooden floor in the sense that it's they're placed in the in the gaps between the the uh, the pocket and um, it, it just forms a f uh, uh, a gathering of, of of them and it can take a different shape depending on the space where it is and the first time we um, did that there was actually also with with Philippe at the um, book presentation, book launch of, of Morning Change in the uh, library, former library of Ghent. And um, then the feathers also uh, showed up at kiosk again, but only five or six of them in a carpet piece, in a uh, where the carpet was a woven carpet with wool, and um, so rather bigger carpet on that there were um, rocks and feathers uh, mm -hmm. positions, so also very different um, temporalities basically mm -hmm. placed there. And the carpet had the traces of, of, of use like yeah, in them, so there were also yeah, many oh. traces there coming. Yeah, I just wanted to point out that uh, Bas actually wrote a beautiful text um, for what was then Hart magazine uh, on this show in kiosk. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, and, and we spoke about that show, and I remember, I remember the carpet piece, and you told me where it came from. Um, and uh, maybe you can tell something about that. But I was also wondering. Um, you mentioned that you picked up the feathers upstairs, the mm -hmm. pigeon pigeon feathers mm -hmm. from the street. Um, where do you find the ropes? Uh, the <coughs> the rope that's used here is just from the from the flea market, and um, the flea market here in Brussels. Yeah, the Judebal, and and um, the rope that was used at at um, at kiosk was a new one, so it that had had no no no. Um, I history. suppose the flea market was as it was Corona. Was no, no, it was before. It, the was I before. it has been laying for oh yeah. some time in my. Place is is the Jeu de Bal actually a place that you visit often? The flea market there. I did for a while. At the moment, not. I, th so I think every everyone who lives in Brussels yeah. starts going. Not everyone <laughs> starts for uh, yeah. yeah. There are periods when it's happening, mm -hmm. and then there are gaps. Or yeah, yeah. And the like, just like you asked at the be the question about the carpet piece, like the, it had, it was, I took it from the house of my parents, so it's basically the the family environment and the, the traces uh, that were formed by um, us living um, there on it, and um, the rocks are from the surroundings of, of, of that house, and in that case, the feathers were also from, from there. So it's also, oh again, like this exchange of the inside and the outside. Which is also something mm. you've done mm -hmm. before in different ways. Like you make, I think, sort of drawings of the studio floor you were working in at, at yeah. one point. Yeah, yeah, the place where I'm living now here in, in Brussels, I, it's also a floor that has been for some time in there. And so I, I uh, traced with frottage uh, technique the, the transition from the front room to the back room so that you have all the change of the patterns in there, but also all the traces of, of do you work at home? Yeah, I live and work in the same place. That's nice thing. Um, okay, thank you very much, Haida. Thank you. And um, good luck with the show here. Thanks a lot. This was our conversation with Haida Hinrichs. 
The exhibition last season, I had all these small earthquakes, is on view at Galleria Jacqueline Martins in Brussels until the 14th of October. Galeen is a Brussels-based contemporary art magazine. Curious? Go to our website www.galeen.art.